Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Do you ever wish you had more time? Do you sometimes feel like there's more demand on you than what you can supply? Or you feel overwhelmed, overloaded, tired, and just feel like you're working and running in a cycle, trying to get things done, and when they're done, there's something else to do. And you just feel like, I just have more to offer, but don't have time to offer it. And if that's you, podcast family, on this beautiful episode, you've tuned into the right episode. Welcome to Take Your Lead podcast. I'm so glad that you've joined us and that you intentionally are part of a community of leaders who prioritize their leadership and personal growth and development. Again, just before we dive into today's phenomenal episode and conversation that we're going to have, I want to encourage you to head over to www.zwandilemagakula.com where you'll be able to get a lot of leadership goodness. We have our blog post, we've got our podcast, we've got quite a lot of product offerings that will help you scale your leadership. To today's podcast episode, uh, uh, the reason we started off with those questions is really to set it up because truth of the matter is leadership in any context can be quite demanding. And oftentimes, if you're focusing on the wrong things, you might get overloaded and overworked. Which is why in this podcast episode, we want to talk about productivity. Are you productive as a leader? Maybe one might ask themselves, what is it? What is productivity? How can I measure my productivity. That's part of what we're going to be talking to in this episode. We'll talk to what is productivity. How does productivity look like in the, life's, in the leader's life? We'll be talking about how best you can be productive in focusing your time, in aligning your priorities, and in establishing systems that will help you remain productive. So what is productivity? When you talk about productivity, what are we talking about? The definition for productivity is the state of being able to create, particularly at a high quality and quick speed. So productivity is the quality of being productive. So when we say someone is productive, we're actually saying this person is able to create. Part of the ways you measure your creativity is asking yourself, am I creating or am I tolerating? Hmm. Are you creating or are you tolerating? Because it's something else to just say, this is how things have been and they'll always be this way and I'll do nothing about it. But as leaders, we don't tolerate things. We create a reality. As leaders, we are disruptors. We don't just say, because it's been like this, this is the way it's always going to be. As leaders, we are innovative. And this starts with you and being productive as a leader. Are you in a state where you're able to create? And this speaks a lot to not only working in the business, but working on the business, where you're not just facilitating and managing the activities of the day in terms of what needs to be done, but you're also creating the future 
through the activities? Were you able to step back, take an eagle's view on what you are currently part of and trying to move forward, intentionally creating a sustainable pace? Also, productivity speaks to a high quality and quick speed. One of the things that cause us as leaders oftentimes not to be productive is when we are bogged down with a lot of weight where we really cannot move at the pace we want to. It's like, for example, when you are overloaded, you're not as efficient nor as effective as you could potentially be. So one of the things we then need to look at within productivity is, one, what is it that's causing me to be overloaded or overburdened? Because as a leader, if you want to go far, you need to travel light. What are some of the things that are causing baggage in your space? It can be emotional baggage. It can be, uh, in fact, my wife recently shared something so profound within clutter. Uh, and she spoke to how clutter is nothing more than delayed decisions. I was like, wow. And that was so profound to me because it spoke to how oftentimes our productivity is hindered and limited by our failure to make decisions on the spot. Part of the 30-second rule says, if I can make a decision within 30 seconds, within moving the ball forward, I get there's a part where you might need to consult, get facts, get research, uh, ask otherwise people to inform your decision. But sometimes it's literally something like, what am I going to eat? Where, where, where am I going to park? What am I going to wear? Rather than keeping delaying those decisions, if you can, make those decisions within that 30 seconds and just move on. Rather than having your mind keep pondering and trying to take you back, you need to do this, you've not done this, you need to do this, you've not done this. And as you keep doing that, it becomes a weight over your shoulders. That's why one of the things, part of the practices or disciplines I try is if I've got a thought that keeps pestering me, I write it down just to take it out of my mind because I might fear that I might lose it. If I don't do it now, it might never come back. So let me rather write it down. And then after writing it down, when I do have a gap or an allotted time for that, begin to work through that list, tick it off, then I know it's done. And when I've done that, I am then able to create, I'm able to be creative, I'm able to be innovative. And that's very, very key and very important. And then quality also speaks of productivity. And as leaders, in a world where people prioritize quantity, as leaders, we look for quality. Quality in our decisions, quality in our thinking, quality in our associations, quality in everything that our hands find to do. It's going to be hard for you as a leader to be a person of quality if you're not productive. Speed. This is being swift. This is being agile as a leader. So as a leader, one of the things we need to hone and learn is the ability to be productive. And I want to share just three areas that we need to make sure that we drill down in in order for us to be effective. And the first one is time. How you manage your time will inform whether you're going to be productive or not. It is said that time is what we want most, yet we waste the most. It's one of those commodities that you can never regain. You can make more money, but you can't make more time at a certain space because you've got a fixed amount of time that you are given per day. And that's why oftentimes it is said that you need it's time management, which is a good 
philosophy, but over and above time management, I do believe it's actually prioritizing your time because it's a fixed, allotted amount that you are given daily. And that's why it becomes very key and very important within, because it's easy to give someone your time. Sometimes when someone asks for money, you are a bit more intentional about have they earned it, what is it for, how is it going to get back, return on investment and stuff like that. But when it comes to time, I think we ought to be more stringent and more intentional about the time that we invest in events and people and things that we do. Because once you invest your time to someone or to something, you're actually giving them a piece of your life that you will never regain. So time, it is said that with time, I'm actually reminded of an excerpt that I recently read that you, you can't have more time, but it's just a matter of you prioritizing what you want to do. So imagine with me now for a moment, you had a bank that would credit you with 86,400 rands every day. Every morning when you wake up, you are given 86,400 rand. It's deposited into your account. Whatever you invest into good purpose stays there. Whatever you do not use gets taken back daily. You are given 86,400 rand. So today you're given it. If you invested into good purpose, that's good. If you do not use whatever is left over, it's taken back. But then the following day, you get the same amount. And that's the story of your life. Just think with me for a moment. What would you do? Chances are you would ensure that you withdraw all the money. You would invest the money. For those who are generous, you would give some of the money away. And there's quite a lot of things that we could do to, 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 to use the money resourcefully. And the beautiful thing is there is actually such a bank. And it's called time. Every morning when you wake up, you are credited with 86,400 seconds. And based on what you do with those 86,400 seconds, you're either investing them into good purpose in terms of the future you are creating, and whatever you do not use gets taken back. Because truth of the matter is, it's not more time that you need but it's what you do with the time that you are given. A successful person and an, and an unsuccessful person have the same amount of time in a day. It's just that the successful person, rather than complaining, they're doing something about their time. So my question to you is, how are you using your time? And I want to give you a quick secret or a quick pocket recipe that will enable you to be productive. I call it the sandwich principle. And by sandwich principle, you've got two slices of bread, you've got the relish, the fillings, and everything inside. But I want to focus predominantly on the two sandwiches, or the two, the, the two slices of bread, rather, in this regard being your morning and your evening. During the day, the day activities, those are the relish, the garnish, the butter, and etc. in terms of what you do during if you're working, if you are a corporate, if you're at school, if you are a stay-at-home mom, if you are a... Whatever it is that you might be doing. But the key are these two slices, the morning. One of the key areas you need to be productive, that will enable you to be productive, is how you start your morning. What is it that you do in terms of your morning routine? 
Because once you can begin to start be productive in the morning, it will translate into the rest of your day. Let's talk a bit about the morning routine. Do you have a set time that you wake up? What's that time that you wake up? Does your alarm, one of the things my, my, my mentor taught me is how when you've set an alarm, don't snooze. The moment it rings or it goes off, jump out of bed immediately. Don't even, because once you conquer that urge to snooze, to press the snooze button, you've already started the journey of productivity. You've already strengthened your self-discipline muscle by doing something you don't want to do when you have to do it. So what time do you wake up? Be consistent in that time of waking up. After you wake up, what's your routine? What are the three things that you do that contribute to your growth and your productivity? Schedule them, pencil them, because what gets scheduled gets done. So for example, part of what I do every morning, wake up at five o'clock, spend about 30 minutes in prayer, where I'm a person of faith and I connect with God and, 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 and I just sit and wait on Him and just get wisdom in prayer and just connecting with God. The other 20 minutes, I read and I do something within personal development, listening to a podcast, reading a blog post, reading a book, but something that's going to help me grow as a person. The other remainder of my slice, morning slice, is physical exercise. I usually take a jog around the block. I'll do a few push-ups, do a few sit-ups, just to start my day. If you're a person who goes to gym and you've got a different routine, this becomes key because, and I know, depending on the seasons of life we're in, we might not be able necessarily to do tit-for-tat, but just do something that will elicit that productivity from the word go when you wake up. And then by the time you transition to work, you transition to preparing for work, you've already given yourself time, time that's predominantly for you and not for someone else. So the first slice is your morning routine, the different activities that you do throughout the course of the day. I'll speak more to that. And then lastly, the last slice, which is your evening routine. When's your screen downtime? When do you start relaxing? When do you start uh, planning for the day ahead and setting out what you will need for the day tomorrow? So I have a fixed time. This is the time I shut down. An hour before I go to sleep, at screen downtime. I'm away from social media. I'm away from my phone. I'm just in my thoughts. I'm connecting with my family. I'm praying. If you are a person of prayer, I'm reading a psalm just to, to, to feed myself with the word of God. I don't know what it looks like for you, but what is it that you do within the last hour before you sleep? Because that will enable you to be productive even in the following day but it needs a high level of intentionality. So one of the key areas you're going to need to work on in order to be productive is time. And the second thing which speaks now to these daily activities throughout the course of the day, it's having systems. You need to establish systems. Systems for everything you have and for everything you do. You need to have systems for everyday activities. Who do you see? When do you see them? There's a beautiful um, book that I recently got from Kerry Newhoff, At Your Best, brilliant book on productivity. And it speaks about doing what you, you're doing your best work when you are at your best. And it speaks a lot to energy management, not only time management, but being able to figure out when do I have the most energy for me to do what I need to do. 
and beginning to plan your tasks and activities that are key, that move the needle forward. Being able to do things that need your best energy because we don't all have 24-hour judicial power. Within the day, there are certain peak times where you've got the most energy, the most focus, the most creativity and innovation, where you are more present, where you show up better. Begin to zoom into those time slots and begin to schedule important things that you can do or that you have to do. And then there are times, which is the yellow zone, which it speaks to, where you still have energy, but you it's a bit lower, your gauge is a bit down. And do activities that don't need your full uh, creativity and your full presence, but still be able... So that you're able to see what is it that I scheduled where and how and I've got a system. Part of a system of productivity is making sure that every minute counts. For example, if I am driving somewhere, what can I do while driving? I'll listen to a podcast, I'll listen to an audiobook, or I'll have a listen to an audio Bible, or I'll listen to a worship song, or I'll, but you are intentional about a system of what you want to get from every conversation. A system of filing. Where do I put what? So, because one of the things that causes the overload we spoke to initially is not having a system for where you place certain things. Because that bogs up your speed that you need to be productive. Because now you need to be looking for things over and over again. Time that could have been used to be productive. So have a system for filing. A system for where, even on your phone, within your notes, have a system so that you know when you need certain notes, where do you find them. Have a system to file your important documents. Have a, feel, a system to know who communicates with you, when and how. Have a system even with meal planning. What do we eat? Plan your meals ahead of time. That helps you to be productive. What do I need? It will enable you. And you will see this. It sounds basic, but it's so profound in that it will also cost you a lot of cut you a lot of unnecessary trips to and fro from the grocery store because you've got systems in terms of what you want to do. Part of you having systems, it will enable you to plan your work ahead because you'll be able to plan ahead. What do I need to do? What will I need in order for me to be efficient and successful in what needs to be done? Then it will also help you to delegate your load so that you don't have to carry everything yourself. Because one of the things that cause us not to be productive is wanting to do everything ourselves, being a jack of all trades and master of none. But as leaders, we know true leadership is not what you can do, but how much you can get done through others. Were you able to empower other people to do what you do and you are intentional about raising them? Part of what we speak to, to that is the growth gap, where initially it won't start at the level where it was because when you were doing it through your experience, but you also had to start somewhere, there was a certain level of quality. Being able to deal with that dip just for a few possibly months, depending on the time frame and the investment on that individual and how they show up. But after that, you know that you set because this particular individual would have eliminated the load that you carry. And then lastly, so number one, what becomes very important is how you use your time. Number two, you need to create systems for everyday activities. And then lastly, you need to avoid distractions. One of the key killers of productivity is being distracted. And there's quite a lot of things that can come in and distract you as a leader. And I'll just talk to three. One of them, I always say this, is your thoughts. It's like a fly. A fly literally can fly through the room and sit anywhere it wants. A fly literally doesn't observe and honor protocol. However, in as much as a fly would fly and sit on your head, 
you do not just leave it to sit there, but you begin to pave it off and just use your hand to weight it off. And that's what needs to be done when it comes to distracting thoughts, because there will be thoughts that want to distract you. But your responsibility is to make sure that, nope, I'm not going to think on this. I'm not going to allow this to distract me. And I've seen this. It can happen while you're speaking in front of people and a thought comes and it steals your attention. But you need to be able to control your thoughts. And part of how you do that is having a filter that you create in your thought patterns. What are things that I'm going to think about? What are things? So, for example, having a set and allocated time slot just to think. Where if a thought comes and it's not the time for me to be thinking about that, I'm parking it. I know I'm going to have a time during my day which I've scheduled to think on it. So if it's not that time, I'm going to park it. And what that enables you to do is to know that, okay, it's not that I'm discarding it, but I'm actually postponing it for that fixed time where I'll be able to think on it. So guard against distractions that come to your mind. Second distractions, especially in the world of social media that we live in, are distractions that come through our gadgets where you've got a notifi notification that comes in, where you get a call, where you get an email, where you get... I would also encourage that you've got set time to respond to communication, be it emails, be it texts, be it um, alerts that come through certain apps that you might have. So that when you are in your peak zone and you're focusing on something, switch off uh, communication because you would know that you've got a system in place where for this hour, for these two hours, I'm focusing on this. If anything important or urgent comes in, this particular communication can be done. They can leave a text and I'll be able to revert back to them so that I'm not distracted. Because the sad thing about being distracted from a lifetime, you can literally lose an idea that could change your life forever through distraction. Where you try to rethink, to recalibrate, recalibrate and try to recreate the atmosphere and the environment, but you can't because you've lost it through distraction. So be very intentional about guarding distractions that come through social media. And lastly, distractions that come through unplanned opportunities or commitments. Because oftentimes when distraction comes, it doesn't come dressed in distraction. It doesn't say, hey, I'm here to distract you. It comes as a good idea. It comes as a great opportunity. It comes as a great connection. It comes as a, oh, I think it's something I'd like to do. That would be fun. But as you begin to pursue it, in the long run, you actually see that it was a good idea, but it caused me to be divided. Because it now caused me to have visions that are two visions, rather, which is die, division. It caused me to split my focus. And that's the quickest recipe to lose the momentum that you would have created as a leader. So as leaders, what becomes very key and very important is to ensure that we are productive. And I, have, and I hope this episode has helped and challenged you and caused you to reevaluate certain things. Because I strongly believe that as you begin to create the systems we spoke about, as you begin to align your time, as you begin to be very intentional about creating and moving away from distractions, starving your distractions and feeding your focus, you're going to begin to accelerate your productivity. And thank you so much for being part of this episode and thank you for listening. And again, 
please do remember to head over to www.mzwandilemakakula.com to receive our episode notes, which are a great tool for application. Like, share, and spread the world, spread the word to your community and help us continue to change the world one individual at a time. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.